3: always had that moment where everybody seems like they're excited about a song and one of our friends I'm absolutely gonna put him on blast Nick Pate I played the song for Nick he looked at me he goes it's not your best and so (laughs) (laughs) now I fast forward and it's not like all this stuff now I just need him to say it's not his favorite every time and then I know that's like oh this is gonna work
4: Welcome to an all-new episode of Country Heat Weekly, the flagship country podcast for Amazon Music. I'm Kelly Sutton, and I think I have finally caught up on my sleep from our trip to Las Vegas. I'm Amber Anderson, and I have not yet... That's
0: because you left Vegas and you went straight to LA. I did. It was a work trip, but I got some fun in too. I actually got to see Hamilton. I'm so jealous. I know that you, like I, love Hamilton. So I got to see it at the Pantages Theater. And so it was remarkable and wonderful, like it always is. Ate some great food
4: and even went to a taping for the Kelly Clarkson show. (gasps) Okay. Did you slip Kelly a note asking her to be on our podcast? Please say of yes. Of I did.
0: <laughs> I thought about it actually. She's so great. It was actually really fun. She had the cast of The Bubble. It's a new movie, a Judd Apatow movie. So they were all, the full cast was on the show and they played a game. It was so fun. It was, it was really fun to see how, you know, a talk show is
4: made too. Uh, listen, we love Kelly Clarkson. So just so she knows she's always welcome here. Yes. I I may have made a mention to some, some powers that be. Good. So we'll see if we can get her on. We'll see. Hey, fingers crossed, fingers crossed to anyone who's new to our podcast. Welcome. We've been waiting for you to get here each week. We have a country star center stage on the show for an in-depth conversation about everything going on in their life right now. And this week we get to catch up with Chris Young, whom both of us have known for quite a while. Yeah. Chris popped by to check out the house a couple weeks
0: ago and we talked talked to him about going into the ACMs as the most nominated artist. And at that point, we asked him to come back when he could stay a little longer. And he did. I'm a little bummed he didn't bring Porter
4: with him, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're going to get an update on Porter. Don't worry. And we have Chris respond to something his mom said on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He has some
0: really great insight on starting out in this business. And also, I have to say,
4: Chris was robbed at the ACM Awards. Mm. That's all I'm going to say about that. I just feel like he was robbed. Cosign. You're exactly right. He absolutely was. Speaking of the ACMs, our team has been digging through all the interviews that we did out in Las Vegas. We've got more stories to share there, including some really fun stuff with Luke Bryan and Ryan Hurd. Oh my
0: gosh, those two. (laughs) They were both just on fire that day. So much fun to talk to. We also need to compare stories between Thomas Rhett and Breland, who have different perspectives on how their new collaboration came to be.
4: And as always, we're going to highlight some of the hot songs on the Country Heat playlist. We'll quiz the stars on a burning question, and we'll get you caught up on all the latest news out of Nashville. Let's start there. We're heading into the kitchen to find out what's cooking in country music. Everyone is cooking up new tours this week. I mean, it's pretty hard to keep up with all the announcements. I made notes. Oh, me too. <laughs> Let's compare. Okay, who's at the top of your list? Marin Morris, top of my list.
0: Me too. She's hitting the road on the Humble Quest Tour this June, named after her new album. She kicks off things in Raleigh, North Carolina after playing a few festivals in the spring like Stagecoach and Hangout Fest.
4: Marin is playing more than 40 shows across the U.S. and bringing along several openers, including one of our favorites, Britney Spencer, Brittany, Natalie Hemby, Brent Cobb, Joy Aladokun, The Lone Bellow, and... And Rustin and Kelly will all open various dates throughout the tour. And you know we'll be at the last stop when the tour comes through
0: Nashville on December 2nd at Bridgestone Arena.
4: Yeah, but we're going to see her before that, though. Remember, she said she would come do our podcast when the album comes out. Yes. Am I invited? You, you are invited. invited. I will be there. Okay. Let's do this. That's happening in a
0: couple of weeks. So we'll get more scoop on the tour, including taking a toddler
4: out on the road. The Chicks also return to the road this summer. Their North American tour kicks off. On June 14th in St. Louis, Missouri, with stops in Chicago, Toronto, and Boston. They're visiting 27 cities during the tour, but I don't see a Nashville date. Road Road trip.
0: trip. Alan Jackson also announced his 2022 Last Call, one more
4: for the road, Arena Tour. Now, the Trek launches in Biloxi, Mississippi at the end of June and wraps up in Pittsburgh in early October. He hasn't announced any openers yet, but he's known to bring a
0: rotating cast of up-and-coming talent throughout his concerts, so I can't wait to see who joins him on the road.
4: This is also the first tour since Alan revealed that he was diagnosed with a degenerative nerve condition that affects his balance and mobility. One dollar from every ticket sold goes to a research foundation for the disease. And for our friends overseas, Morgan Wade also
0: announced her 2022 UK headlining tour dates, which includes stops in London, Glasgow, and Manchester on June 21st, 23rd, and 24th. Before she heads to the UK though, she'll be crossing a major milestone off her bucket list, her Grand Ole Opry debut.
4: That's right, Saturday April 2nd is the big day. She actually shared a photo of the famed circle on Instagram and wrote, the Opry is something that I have dreamt about since I was a kid kid. The fact that I get to stand on the same stage as so many legends is just mind blowing. Can't wait. Amazon told you she is an artist to watch. Congrats, Morgan. Congrats, Morgan. Come to our podcast soon.
0: It's time now for our heat index. We're pulling up the country heat playlist to check out what's hot. And look at that. Our bestie Breland is on the cover. I'm pretty
4: sure he thinks we're stalking him at this point. I mean, (laughs) we
0: saw him at least
4: three different times in Las Vegas. I love this
0: new song he's got out called Praise the Lord. He's joined on the song by Thomas Rhett.
5: Praise the Lord for East Atlanta.
4: Now, we talked to both Thomas and Breland about how this collaboration happened. And Thomas makes it sound like it was just such a simple thing.
1: So uh, a guy named Julian, who is my manager's husband, also produced a couple of my last records, got asked to produce this Breland track. And then Julian sent it to me, and I just couldn't stop listening to it. And so I asked Breland if I could put a verse on there because I was just like I wanted to be a part of it so bad and he said yeah and so I put a little like a little four bar verse on there and now here we are talking about that it's coming out
0: but we know that behind the scenes Breland was working for it I had this song for a few months and I determined that Thomas was the
1: ideal partner and then I just started hitting up everyone that knew him and was like hey can you get this to Thomas can you get this to Thomas can you get this to Thomas and then eventually he messaged me and was like hey I love this song and I was like oh So yeah, I I was pumped to get him on it.
4: Now, if you were watching the ACM Awards, you not only saw TR and Breland perform that song together, you also saw Brothers Osborne win Vocal Duo of the Year. And you heard them say this during their acceptance speech.
2: Thank you all so much. Seriously, it's it's such an incredible honor to be at these things. I will say that about a week ago, they pulled our single from Country Radio. So I needed a little bit of input in our sales.
3: Is-
0: now they were talking about this song I'm not for everyone, which we want to point out is still on the Country Heat playlist.
2: I'm i like I'm, like I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off my tongue. That that comment was made in jest. It's not completely wrong, but that was made more like in fun and in the moment. And And what has kept us going for, I'd say, the past eight years are these. I mean, it has kept wind in our sails. I mean, not only what it does in terms of, you know, the fan base uh, and and the notoriety, but what it does for us as people that are constantly fighting what we feel like is an uphill battle, even when we do win. These things really, truly do keep you going.
0: Keep up with the hottest new country jams by finding and following the Country Heat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music
4: something to ponder as we go to break. A fun little segment we like to call Who Said That? This is where we read you a quote from a country artist and you try to guess who said that. Now, I will tell you this person said this in Las Vegas, talking about the night before. The quote is, I don't know where I was. I don't know what it was called. And I don't know who they were. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) We'll tell you who said that when Country Heat Weekly
0: comes back.
4: And we're going to tell you who said that. Listen, do not try this at home, kids.
2: And I don't know where I was. I don't know what it was called. And I don't know who they were. But, <laughs> but it was a good time.
0: But it was, it was a, a good time. Chase Rice. Chase had a lot to say about Vegas. So stay tuned and we'll share some more of our interview with him. And you'll eavesdrop on our chats with Luke Bryan and Ryan Hurd after we shine the spotlight on Chris Young. one of Nashville's most consistent hit makers. Since winning the television singing competition Nashville Star in 2006, he has had 12 number one singles and almost 5
4: billion on-demand streams. We caught up with Chris a couple of weeks ago in episode 15 of Country Heat Weekly, but that was entirely talking about the ACM Awards. Now that those are behind us, we want to dig into the early days of his career and what he has on the horizon.
3: I've got some pain.
0: Welcome back, Chris. The current album is called Famous Friends. Obviously, it has the smash duet with Kane Brown on there. And you followed one duet up with another. So talk to us about At the End of a Bar, the song you wrote and performed with Mitchell
3: Tenpenny. Casual conversation. I was like, yeah, we were sitting the other day at the end of a bar and he was like, that's a title. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do that, then." I remember that day I came in, I had like very, very like... Morning voice going on. I for whatever reason that day I don't know if I didn't sleep well or what. And I'm like, hey man, you sing it, and then he sang the crap out of it. And I'm like, all right now I want to sing it. And, that, and then we had this two different versions of this song, one with him singing it, one with me singing it. And I I ran into him and uh his now fiance, mm-hmm. and uh I was talking with them, and I was like, I kind of want to make this a duet, man. Like I don't know if you'd be interested in that. And he was like, absolutely, I would.
0: I personally kind of love the song because I met you at the end of a bar.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yes, you did.
0: And I actually got to be at the video shoot at the 4th of July or like 5th of July celebration. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, they did a huge kind of outdoor block party, shut down Broadway. Um, Chris Young concert for the 5th of July and they did the video shoot for like out there and it was so much fun.
3: And two things like if you go watch the video if you have not seen it just go watch it once. The end is one of the coolest shots because we like went out of our way to spend money on this big boom that like set above the crowd and it looks like we faked it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it looks I, there's like so many people Sorry. there, and like early in the afternoon, I looked out and I'm like, oh, there's like there'll be like a thousand people out here, and they were like, nope, twelve thousand people right yeah. there. Yeah. Um. So it it's still one of my favorite shots in one of my videos one and two. Shout out to Brad Paisley because that was all his gear. And he let us use it for free.
0: Amazing! That's so great.
3: Yeah, and it was like not something he had to do.
0: Thanks, Brad. Now I'm in a music video somewhere. I'm
3: out there somewhere. Just like slow it down and like spot yourself and circle it. and yeah. be Like screenshot. Well,
0: the crazy part is, is none of us had ever heard the song before. It was it was before the song had come out. Yeah. So we were like, oh my gosh, what's the song going to be like? And then we heard it, and I remember texting friends, going, Oh. This is a smash. And then we knew all the words before we left. Yes, I, I'll pay you when we...
3: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes that's all Happy so
4: you met him at the end of a bar. Uh-huh. I met him in a TV studio.
3: Yes. <laughs> a long time ago.
4: long time ago. I don't remember how old you were, but it was for Uncle Dave Macon did days. Did not have a beard. You did not... <laughs> I've seen this picture, by the way.
3: I think you had frosted tips. I showed, look, I showed somebody a photo of me the other day, like from the beginning of my career, and they're like, God, you were like so young. Like, because I was. (laughs) Because you were. It's been that long ago. That's how life works. We
4: don't have to say what year it was, because then that just makes me feel, no, that that makes me feel a lot older. But at the time, you had already started performing, and you already knew of sorted that this was going to be your path right i mean you had a laser focus your mom even said that when she came in she said you know he kind of already had figured out where it was going
3: i mean i hoped i'd figured out where it was going i knew that that was what i wanted to do right i was not like the i have a backup plan if this doesn't work out i was like i'm just going to beat my head against a wall until somebody lets me in one of these buildings first of all i got passed on by every label in town uh, after I got my record deal, it was four years before I had something break 37. And I just got lucky with a lot of people that believed in me and you know my label deciding to keep me around, let me make a second record, putting me out on the road. I've seen, I think, every middle-southwest seed Buick Regal rental car that exists on the planet going around seeing people in radio. And um, yeah, it's just been really fun to see how all of that is, has paid off after that start and the people that have stuck around that I've known for a long time that really believed is really amazing. Did you ever dream this big? Um Do you want all of this? Absolutely. Every, I think everybody gets into it like, yeah, I want to go play arenas and stadiums and do those and, and have hits that people know that I can get up and sing and they're like, I didn't know that guy yeah, saying that. But, you know, at the same time, trying to be a little bit realistic, I was just like, let me just get... Like one. And then once you get like a hit, you're like, may I can just get just one more? Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the goalpost moves more. every time. So that's right.
4: Somewhere in this universe, there is an album that you released your senior year of high school that you self-released. Yeah. How can we get a copy of that?
3: Oh, there's none anymore. <laughs> we don't need that. Um <laughs>
4: About that. Yeah, First of all, super I'm... ambitious and kudos to you for being a senior in high school and being like, I'm gonna self-release this album. That's- and I
3: was I was finishing the project up while finals were going on. You know, I was the the very nerdy kid who was like in advanced honors English writing a thesis paper. And I had a buddy of mine lend me a studio over in Franklin to sing vocals in. That's where we did the vocals. I was writing songs as fast as i could to get like stuff prepared to go out did the art myself you can tell I'm that i did the art myself oh no we don't I need don't to see know. it
0: i don't even know about this we don't need to see it
3: but it was a uh, you know you got to start somewhere No, so that, that that's learning process was cool
0: so you signed your record deal near 20 after doing nashville star mm-hmm. yes at that point what do you think was the most surprising thing when you actually got to do this for a job what was the most surprising thing about being in the business officially?
3: Just the sheer amount of travel, especially early on. And, you know, obviously some of that has changed over the years. But, you know, I went to every radio station in the country physically at least twice. Whew. You know, that on top of touring, on top of, you know, at that point, not not really making any money doing it was An interesting thing, but I'm really glad that I did it because I made a bunch of relationships that have helped Mm -hmm. me out over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, I can pick up the phone and call PDZ radio stations that I've known for the better part of, you know, almost two decades.
4: I mean, I think that's the whole thing that Nashville and country music does that I don't hear a lot in other genres is that relationship with the radio stations and the PDs and doing that radio tour. It's so different, different. but it does end up with these personal relationships where if you were close to a number one and you needed more spins and you needed to call somebody, you'd be like, hey, friend.
3: I'm going to be honest. I've never made that phone call. There's been a couple songs that I've had that have gotten, you know, Neon only went to 23. Everybody thinks that song was a hit. Lonely Eyes. uh, um, Lonely eyes got to two. Oh <sighs> all no, all got to three. Oh no, wasn't number one. No, really. I can take it from there. Got to two,
0: which is crazy because you've had so many number ones. And I just know. To think of like all the hits you had that weren't number one. I mean, like it's wild. Look,
3: here's the other thing too. Like you want both, right? You want to check both boxes. But if I've got a song that gets to three and goes multi platinum, do you care? <laughs> You do in the moment, but later it's like, it's still everybody <laughs> thinks it's the number one. So like, no,
0: clearly, who cares. clearly, I'm still very bitter about Lonely Eyes.
3: Those lonely eyes
6: don't have to be alone tonight.
4: Okay, I don't know if you heard the interview, but when your mom was on our podcast as a part of our Family Tree segment, she gave you a bit of a hard time about the uh, semester that you took off. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. You, Would you like to say anything about that?
3: Uh, I love Middle Tennessee State <laughs> University with all my heart. I have my name on a building there. I think she's probably forgiven me by now.
4: I don't uh, know. She sounded really upset. She... That semester has lasted 15 and a half years. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: but now
0: he's got seven ACM nominations <laughs> and no college degree.
3: Wow. Th- Thanks, Mom. That's great. I love it.
4: How close <laughs> were you to graduating? I mean, let's let's I get mean, real. Not, Brass tax.
3: Not that close.
4: Okay. I think that you've made it up to your mom and MTSU because you have the Chris Young Cafe. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone about the performance venue and, and what it's like there on campus. Because yes. this is really cool.
3: Not an actual cafe, but it it was a back in the day when I went to school, there was a cyber cafe. So it was like the computers lined up. And, like, seriously, yeah. like that's what, and so I was like, I want to keep that name. I think that's cool. Like, I, I just want to have like that spot, but it's, it's amazing. It's a place for people, whether they're going for engineering, learning sound design, if they want to be a manager, if they want to be a stand-up comedian, like it doesn't matter. It's a place to perform, uh, run video, run audio. And, um, you know, even like videographers that are going there that want to have a place to go film somebody and hone their craft. It's all about that. So it's been it's been cool. I've had a couple of people come up and be like, hey, like they'll see me in Nashville somewhere. And they're like, I just want to say thank you because I'm going to MTSU and I've gotten to play there. Oh, so that's that's awesome. That's great. And then I'm jealous because I wish I'd had it when I was going there. But right. then it wouldn't have my name on it. So
0: so we want to shout out some of the charity work you do. We know you do a mm-hmm. lot of charity work, especially with military USO charities. Mm-hmm. You talk about some of that stuff that you've done.
3: Uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with a bunch of different organizations, Stars for Stripes. Uh, I, I've been kind of all over the world playing for the military, whether it's stuff here in the States or if it is uh, going over. I've been to South Korea, Japan, uh, Iraq, Kuwait, Germany, just all over. And uh, it's been really, really cool. It's, it's something that I've got lots of military connections in my family. And then friends, obviously, people that I've kept in touch with, people that, again, walk up after years and somebody's got a photo of me from, you know, like 14 years ago when I was overseas playing a show. I'm like, that's awesome that you still remember this thing. You still have this photo. Uh, But huge, huge supporter of the military. I've recently been able to work a lot with uh, the Charlie Daniels Journey Home Project. Mm -hmm. Uh, That foundation that, that he created, I've kind of been... Able to help supplement them having an artist uh, just to continue that that legacy of his because that's something that he believed in so much is making sure that the veterans that were coming home had something to help them. Amazing man! So glad that I met him. So glad I got to know him. And that's one of the things that I've done a lot of work with recently. But yeah, it's definitely a big uh, a big part of you know when you have success being able to give back to
4: hmm When you were overseas, what was the scariest place that you were? Were you ever in a place
3: that oh, yeah. it was close? Oh, yeah. We did some stuff that now I'm like, I don't know if I do that now. Mm, yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, ah, they got us. We were okay. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. But they they take great care of you. I mean, that's that's the other thing. It's like they everybody is so appreciative when you're over playing for them. And I think a lot of people forget like the amount of time, not only that, They're giving up, but the time that their friends and their family are giving up with them.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: So, yeah, shout out to uh, all my military servicemen and women. Thank you guys for what you do. Really appreciate it.
4: Okay, the list of people that you've duetted with is pretty long, and it keeps getting longer. Uh, Let's see, we've got Kane, we've got Mitchell, Lauren Elena, Cassidy Pope, then Skill. Yes. Alan Jackson.
3: Willie Nelson.
4: Willie Nelson. Who's on the bucket list that you haven't had a duet with?
3: I've asked Tim McGraw twice now, and both times he has had something going on that he couldn't do it. I am going to continue to ask Tim McGraw until he sings something with me. It's going to happen. I was literally texting him when he was starting to work on uh, 1883, and I'm like, I get it. You're busy. We'll make this work.
0: Um. Okay, so you've got a few more dates on the Famous Friends tour, including some Canadian dates. What else is ahead for you in 2022?
3: Obviously, you know, working through this song, deciding what we're gonna go with next as far as a single i know i've got uh, a bunch of new music i'm getting ready to drop on everybody on top of all the other stuff that exists because now it's just i think everybody's kind of like open the door to you can put out as much stuff as you want doesn't necessarily have to be what the single is at that current moment mm-hmm. and i've got a bunch of surprises for people that that are going to be on that that are gonna be really cool but you know just torn as much as possible you know going to go over to uh to Europe play over there and it's been way too long so uh, just a a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to
0: before we let you go house Porter
3: awesome huge furry if if you go look at Porter the dog which is his Instagram and yes he is verified and has a blue check mark (laughs) my dog made money during during COVID lockdown (laughs) he got sponsored he got sponsored by Kong my dog has a paycheck are you
4: kidding
3: I I got it framed and it says stay hungry it's above his food bowl (laughs)
0: Oh,
3: my God. Um, I, I'm one of those people about my dog. Like, if somebody asked me about my dog, I'm like, yeah, look at these 8,000 photos on mm-hmm. my phone. But he's he's great. He's a 93-pound German Shepherd, goes everywhere with me. And I'll tell you one story before we get out of here. This is the only time I think I'm ever going to say on a microphone. I wish I'd have shown more of my butt. Uh, <laughs> I fell down my stairs, and I bruised the entire left side of my body. It It just looked like... There's no good way to say this. I'm sorry. It just looks like someone painted me purple all the way up my backside. And I had friends over at the house. They did not see me fall, but my dog did. And so he ran over and like jumped up and was opening the door to get outside to me. And they were, everybody inside was like, no, bad dog. And when I finally get up, I'm like, I'm okay. Nobody saw me and I stood up and I had I had two trash bags I was taking the trash out of it. I turn around and I see him and he's just like I don't have opposable thumbs I can't get to you and they told me not to open the door and I was la- I was starting to laugh and then I hear from the other side like there's an alley behind my house and some girl is walking her dog and I just hear are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like Yep. Yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah,
4: okay. But again, Porter trying to rescue you is really the moral he of the story. Gonna,
3: yeah, he was going to come That's get me. sweet.
4: Just so you know, Porter will be in the credits of this podcast.
3: Perfect. We always so, shout out yeah. the
4: dogs at the end.
0: Porter
3: the dog.
4: We always thank our dogs. So make sure you listen all the way to the end, everybody. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with Thanks us. Thanks for Absolutely, coming. Absolutely,
3: guys. Thank y'all for having me again. We love
4: having you. Yeah. yeah. Tell your dad he's next. <laughs> with oh, God. We
3: <laughs> better meet be you <clears> and you don't, you don't want my dad. <laughs> you don't want my dad on the pod.
4: So, someone did the math, and I think the total they came up with was 34 interviews that we did on Radio Row while we were out in Las Vegas, and another two dozen between the red carpet and backstage on the night of the ACM awards. I know, like everyone keeps asking me, did you have fun?
0: <laughs> and yes, it was a blast, but it was a lot of work.
4: Listen, no one enjoyed Vegas as much as Chase Rice enjoyed Vegas, even if he doesn't remember it. How's Vegas treating
2: you? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. No, really? I love it. Oh, and it's, that's a problem. I, I wasn't a Vegas guy until we ended the Kane tour at T-Mobile Arena like three weeks ago. Right. I'm turning. I turned to my tour manager John. I'm like, I never want to see this place again. Never. Oh. We did it right. Oh. He said, Well, good luck because we're back in three weeks. So here we are. Like great, and great. I am. I am feeling it. What's your game of choice? Uh, you talking about like gambling? gambling. Nothing. Nothing. I stay the hell away from you the tables. Yeah, okay. I'm like a. I am like like going to bars and drinking beer. Okay. And that's okay. not a thing in Vegas. It's like oh. gambling, clubs, all this. I'm oh, yeah. like partying in the club at 3.30 in the morning like I'm 21 years old on spring break. I got to get my act together here.
4: <laughs> this is kind of great. So where was the club? Like, give us, paint the scene. I want to see in my mind where Chase Rice was at 3 a.m. partying here. So
2: a th- few weeks ago, I did the Hakkasan thing with Steve Aoki. Okay. And Kane's walking out as we're walking in. Like, he's his night's done. We're 1 a.m., like, we're getting started. Let's go. So, that was three weeks ago. Last night was, um, I have no idea who the guys were. They were DJs. Yeah. And I don't know where I was. I don't know what it was called. And I don't know who they were. But
6: <laughs> But uh, it was a good time. But it it was, was a good time.
0: time.
2: Ah! I'm still having a good time.
0: It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> One of my favorite interviews was with Ryan Hurd. He is such a funny, dry sense of humor. And somehow we started talking about the Silk Sonic show Kelly and I had gone to the night before, which was incredible.
4: And if you don't know, Silk Sonic is an R&B super duo made up of Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak.
5: Is Anderson .Paak the coolest dude in the world? Bruno Mars, the coolest guy in the world, thought this guy (laughs) was was cool enough to hang out with him and be his drummer slash writer slash singer slash Duo partner. Yes,
4: I mean and it was magical. Let yeah. me just say, Ryan Hurd in Vegas. If there is one show that you need to check out, we would highly recommend Silk Sonic. But I'm
5: incredibly salty right now. I know
4: it's okay. It's okay. So <laughs> if you're in Vegas, is there another show that you have on your list that you would like to see?
5: Not anymore. <laughs>
4: We've ruined it. I'm sorry. we ruined uh, it.
5: I, uh, Luke, Luke's manager, Carrie? Carrie, texted me and said that uh, the songs that I got to write for Luke, uh, they do really well at his residency here. So I would like to come back and see Luke's residency. Yeah. So that sounds like a good time to me. You
4: think they'd I comp like you that? tickets or you'd have to buy them? They better comp you. I didn't you. ask.
5: I hope so. They better hope comp. they'd let me come. They would better. I, mean, I I think they would. I think he's pretty good on money. <laughs>
3: Feels, so. he feels solid. It feels like a solid. I
5: mean, if he's songs, not, then David. there's probably some issues going on with that team, but I don't know. Uh,
4: so, of course, you know we had to broach the subject with Luke.
0: Can Ryan get tickets to the show?
6: Ryan. Will you um, him? I, will, I would actually potentially let him come to the meet and greet. Oh, oh, yeah. So that's
4: better than nothing, right?
6: right. That's yes. good.
4: But is, are, are you giving him tickets or is it just like a deep discount?
6: StubHub okay. is where I would send him.
4: That's good to call.
0: Okay. You
6: know, nosebleeds, upper deck.
4: We'll pass along the
0: message. Upper deck.
6: But uh, oh, waves, back to the deal. Um, waves is one of the most powerful moments in the show. And uh, it's just, a, it's really beautifully done. And uh, like I said, I mean, the biggest thing is when Ryan, I, I Ryan, they've got a little trio that they, they send me songs and they're always like, Luke, this is the one for you. And they've, they've actually done that on two number ones. But Ryan is always singing them. And the way he phrases stuff, I mean, I sit in the studio and have to I actually have to work hard to sing like that boy. So I'm a little mad at him.
0: Luke also seemed to be a little less than thrilled that the first thing we asked when he sat down was, where's your mom?
6: Um, that seems to be a, uh, everyone's first question. Right. Um, I'm a little intimidated by um, my mother's newfound stardom. She, you know, there's only uh, room for one star per household. Wow. And uh, uh,
4: she's
0: coming my for wife you. and my mother
6: <laughs> are... Hey, I'm fixing to, like I said, I'm fixing to go get me a sailboat.
4: You're retired. I'm going to
6: just get on a catamaran. Just go lobster diving (laughs) every day and let them handle the celebrity.
4: You're like, I'm done. Y'all got this. It's fine.
6: Put Vimo me, Vimo me, girls. (laughs) Put some money in my account. (laughs) I love him so much. Next week on the show, the one
4: and only Carrie Underwood will be here. She has a new single that will be out
0: next week. We're gonna to talk to her about that, about her Las Vegas residency, her fitness app. I hope she plans on staying a while.
4: And the dogs. We have to get an update on the dogs. We need an update
0: on the dogs. So let us know what you want us to ask Carrie. Use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly when you
4: tweet us. I'm at Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm at the Kelly Sutton. We hope that you love this episode as much as we loved creating it for you. If If you did, please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars. Five stars. This week's burning question is for everyone looking for four-leaf clovers or maybe a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And since this episode drops on St.
0: Patrick's Day, we wanted to find out which stars have superstitions.
4: Take a listen to the hot takes from Brett Eldridge, Walker Hayes, Dustin Lynch, and Lauren Elena.
2: I don't think I really have any. I would probably walk under a ladder. I'm not scared.
1: I I didn't until fancy like, and now I'm never shaving the beard. I don't like to take the stage unless I'm fresh out of the shower and and I have good breath. Toothpaste into tequila, then stage.
0: My grandmother, when I was little, said it's bad luck to kiss through a window. So to this day, I think it is bad luck to kiss through a window. And anyone that knows me knows I will not. I won't even hug you through it. I'm like, I don't want no affection through the window. I will get out. (laughs) Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and
4: Nevermind Media.
0: Executive producer, Melissa Locker. Senior Producer, Joyce Reiser
4: Recording Engineer, Aaron Dethridge Sound Design by Tim Einenkel Production Assistance from Annie Reuter Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell And Jeremy Chua Our
0: theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne Additional music from Madeline McCormick
4: The Amazon Music Team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker Development consultant Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace,
0: Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, Porter, and all the other very good dogs out there.
4: Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes as soon as they drop.
3: I feel like I was
5: blindsided because it's a competition show. They will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. Thousand, not million.
4: $200,000. Prepare, cause it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting.
1: Daisha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites.
4: I have yeah.
0: diarrhea, you cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into?
1: The GOAT, stream free on Amazon Freevee or Prime Video.